First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, adobre den, and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, the Two Beers Podcast. And if you couldn't hear that, that was Tia Female Lopez questioning, bro, do I still have it? Do I still got it? Was it? that you couldn't hear a thing? Ah, damn it. Damn it. Didn't work. You came in flat. So flat. $1,500 a week for podcasting lessons for you. And this is what I get. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, well, we still got it, obviously. <sighs> that is never a question. I'm Jordan here with Drew. Episode 114. Drew, how was your night out in the city? You know, man. Well, I was gonna say I'm used to flying solo, so it's not uh, nothing new. But it was nice, man. Had a nice little uh, evening on the town. Enjoyed uh, enjoyed some college basketball and some Ronies out at the uh, hotel bar at the uh, the Stewart. And uh, you know, then got to kick my feet up and relax. Plenty of open seats in the garden for uh, Heisman uh, <laughs> Heisman night. Plenty of big, you know, not 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 as big of a draw as you would have thought. Um, I got to watch some good boxing, man. I got to watch a lot of our favorite, our pod favorites, and uh, yeah, got to see about as best as I could have hoped for for that main event. So it's a good time. So I mean, the only downside was uh, not being able to uh, throw uh, throw our buddy from from Omaha a couple bucks, a couple bucksies. Mm, yeah, I was. It was a good uh... time though. It was nice. Got me. Uh, even though I was like, man, at least at least I know I'm not gonna spend any money on merch. Uh, yeah, right. Not not that there was any there. There was just one fight T-shirt. Like pretty sure last year we went, there were like hats, fight T-shirts, double hoodies, like lots of lots of merch flying off the shelf. It's funny how that guy apparently isn't a star and doesn't sell, but uh, mm. but Tiafimo does apparently. But yeah, they had some like shitty fight T-shirt. But it was so cold, I uh, I cracked and bought a a top rank uh, beanie because I I forgot mine. So ended mm. up still still dropping a couple bucks there at the table. Yeah. I uh, I had a quote unquote working weekend. I had some uh, some clients slash business partners of mine in from out of town, and so we were whining and dining. We were at at some uh, you know some clubs, some Jordan. steakhouses, <laughs> the the Steelers game, etc. So I unfortunately did not get to drop our boy forty dollars either. I was. I was that was a little. Upsetting. I was gonna say you, the way the way you set that up, you must want people to feel bad for you or working on a Saturday night, but you were just like drinking and like smoking cigars. So we didn't get to the cigars, but oh well, that's okay. Love it, um, love it, man. But you, without, uh, oh god, I was gonna say without further ado, uh, I was gonna say you, uh, you gonna you gonna bring it or bring what? Like you're you're flat. Like I, I mean, I wasn't even just joking. Like you're just so flat right now. You gonna you gonna pep it up? Really? Bro? Flat. Really? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm like, not excited. You, can you actually hear me? Or like I'm. Yeah. Like flat. I'm telling you. I'm, like I'm not excited to be here right now. You're literally. You're literally the wife in that front seat of the car right now. Like. All right. You I need what? you. To, I need you to be that kid with the pipes and the blue eyes. I. I. I'm just so. Shut. Just shut the hell up. Let's get ready to drink. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Three, two, one. Oh, that was some good poppage. 
because I am going for Michter's Small Batch Bourbon. Usually, you're the one drinking whiskey. Oh, man, that, I, I had that for the first time. My neighbor's on Sunday. Yeah. I took a little break ski from uh, my seven-day work weeks and uh, watched watched some football. And, uh, yeah, basically, we pretty much crushed an entire bottle, which is pretty wild, in a three-hour span. A couple small batch bourbons. What are you ah. drinking? Not, not that... Not that I care now that you keep saying I'm flat, but what are you doing? I'm just trying to help the pod, man. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking a uh, pad, bro. Uh. Luke Luke Bryan's Tulane uh, Lager. That sounds sounds like it's too lame. It's okay. <laughs> it's solid for a lot. I'm not a big lager guy, but it's solid. All right, so let's break down some boxing, hey? Sounds yeah, good. where are we starting? Glove gate? Uh, scorecard gate? Uh, do glove gate. All right, buddy. Bud, did you uh, did you go back and watch it on the uh, the Utah? Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I was. I like that. I, oh, it's funny how like Bud haters are like, oh, they're putting it on for free on YouTube to get the ad dollars to pay them. I'm like, you guys are so obsessed with Bud Crawford. It's amazing. Was it really on YouTube for free? No, no, no. Well, no. They put the they put the replay, or I guess not the replay, but a uh, couple days ago, Black uh, BLK Prime um, posted the full fight. You can watch it on their YouTube channel. Okay, I, I I went like the the exact morning after, and it was just oh like gosh, no no they put they put like the live uh like the live feed on. I mean, you know, three four days after, like who cares? Yeah yeah, more, I, more exposure I, I to their the, page. And... Yeah, that's actually smart. Yeah, I, um, it was yeah. People, I watched some kind of like weird stream angle for it, like the yeah. morning after. It's like how uh you know, we call it uh PBC puts like their fights on their pay per view fights on Showtime like the next week. Yeah, a week later. Yeah. Yeah. So, any hoodles. Um, slow start for Bud, uh, and then just like he always does, just well, kill, he's I, a killer. I told everybody last week, man, that guy can crack. Like he, that guy's not a Evan shitty Eason. fighter. Yeah. So yeah, Evan Eason, and yeah. like he came to play. Like he was, he like it was. No, I'm not gonna say even, but like he was in the fight. That was. Yeah. That was the wild part about the knockdown. It was like some a lot of times those things build, but to me, like, yeah, like you maybe it builds some, and maybe it was just like I said, like the weird like streaming angle I saw, but like it it kind of I'm not saying it came out of nowhere, but it was sudden. It was it was a Oof. sudden kerplow. Uh, and I mean, just Bud does what Bud does, just whammy Guess right in the kisser. Ten straight stoppages. He hasn't gone. Uh, he hasn't gone the distance uh, since 2016. Yeah, I don't know how people can hate on him. I mean, why? Well, I, I I get it. He's, uh, fight, he's fighting. He's fighting the lower tier guys. Errol Spence is the truth. Everything he says is true, and everything everyone else says is false. <laughs> like, how can you even say that? Like, how do you know? Like, oh man, it's great. <laughs> uh, it's it's whatever. Which man. is really funny because like probably. One of my top two or three favorite people to listen to in boxing is like Carson Merck. He was good. Porterway. Yeah. Yeah, but his just like insistence that Bud is is full of crap and Errol. He's, Spence he's Team is, Spence. He's always been Team Spence, though. I know. I know. But that he means, he openly admits it. <laughs> I know, but what I'm saying is that like I don't know how I can like somebody yeah, so much right, and yeah. then have them just totally in the bag. For Spence. <laughs> 
Yeah, I hear you. That was they. they just wanted, they, uh, they had a good pod this week um, on the portal. Shout out to those guys. If you don't, if you don't listen to it, listen to it because it's uh, it's always good stuff with Sean Ampy and, uh, and Carson. And, yeah, and Carson Merck when he's on. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, Bud. Just he, yeah, I hate I hate to download information now because now it's just overkill. But listen, he was he was just getting to a rhythm. He was he was you know picking apart what Avenizian was doing and what he was gonna what he was leaving open. And yeah, bam. Right hook. The Did the it, work rate of Bud was insane. Like the, much that, that it's that was his highest work rate in a long ever. time. And it was uh it the and that's because Avenizen was coming with offense, so Bud had to just control the distance with the jab, which was masterful. Yeah, like, and I mean that's a uh, that's that's good for him too because spe- there's spe- control. There's keeping the guy off of you with the jab, and there's controlling the distance to getting the getting your opponent at the distance you want and that's exactly yeah. what bud did it was beautiful to watch yeah and that's um what was i gonna say that's 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 gets good for him to where i mean this guy's nowhere in errol spence's league but i mean if that fight does happen who knows i, I don't even know because uh errol Sp- i don't know if they're they ever gonna announce an errol spence uh, fight i don't know, I don't know. at this um, point just just chill <laughs> But yeah, like if they do fight, like it's a good, you know, like a Spence is gonna apply pressure as a as a bigger fighter. Now, Vincent isn't a bigger fighter than Bud, but um, yeah, but you know what I mean, like somebody applying pressure, like it was good to to get into that rhythm. So yeah, um, the, listen, the place the place was packed, fourteen thousand people, um, and like it was it was going nuts for Bud. I mean, yeah, overall, like, I don't hometown know what the number hometown. Yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, I don't know how big of a a box again. I didn't. I didn't see his last fight. No, I don't know if that was the horn fight. If that it was, it was. It was his biggest uh, crowd. Well, yeah. No, no. I know. I'm just saying the last fight that oh. he had that was in Omaha. Um, I forget who that who that was against, or if I've watched the fight or not. But uh, any hoodles. Uh, yeah. But it was a good. Uh, yeah, it was a good atmosphere, and uh, like did what he need to do. Got a. An awesome stoppage. Yeah, what was the glove gate though? Because didn't the glove bust? His like, yeah, his gloves like busted, and they like didn't have him change. Like, I don't even know what you do there if you have to change it out or or, or do. The whatever. broadcast said, "Why don't they go get the spare gloves from the back?" And then the, the knockout happened like the next round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I just don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what happens there. To be honest with you. Um. I don't. Either. But yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good stuff. So I didn't bother with any of the undercard. Um, no, no, neither did I. Not that you probably needed to. No. Um, so. All right, so then, um, let's go through the undercard where, where you were, the top, the top rank card. Uh, yeah, man. So we had Keyshawn Davis started off. Uh, I, I don't have the opponents. Well, uh, Tiger Johnson, right? Well, I, yeah, I missed Tiger Johnson, unfortunately, because I didn't think he was going to be leading it off. So I didn't see any of that fight. Well, but yeah, Tiger Johnson Shushu won by he won by knockout. Shushu and Jahai, what Jahai missed weight and then uh, Shushu was sick. Shushu got sick, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So Tiger Johnson kicked it off, uh, won by stoppage. Again, I unfortunately I was a little late, so I, I didn't see that fight. Uh, Keyshawn Davis uh, goes the full goes the full eight, so longest fight of his professional career. But he's like. It's gonna be so weird with top rank with what they do with him. Um, he just and you can just tell that he's part of um, Bud's camp and like works with Bud. Just the way he just has that aggression about him that like you can see with Bud at times. 
and, and the way he and the way he's pressing and just how accurate some of his like power shots are, man. He's so crit. Like he's just, dude. He's 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 really good, man. Like I I can't. <laughs> I hate to just say it over and over again, but like you know, he's cutting out this, and we'll talk. This is the difference that we'll talk about in the main event. Like he's cutting off the ring. He he's just really doing a lot of great things. And, and granted, like he didn't get the stoppage, but you know, he made he made a veteran fighter just look like he didn't belong in the ring with him. You know, like that. Yeah. And that's where that's where the difference of some of these like prospects. That's why I don't some of these guys. I don't really even consider them prospects. I'm like like they they make veterans look like amateurs like that's yeah. not a prospect to me so um yeah i and i say that i don't know what they're going it was funny because uh test shore after on the um i was when i was taking the train home i was watching the state of boxing and he's like i i can't gush enough over this kid somebody somebody pumped the brakes for me and i mean naturally it was copinger because he's a loser of course it was copinger. Yeah. and like they pulled they put up the top 10 rankings at 135 pounds and Testature's like, outside of the top three, which were Haney, Loma, and Tank, he's like, would you like, would you really be like, would you not favor Keyshot against these other six guys? And, and everyone was, and nobody wanted to actually admit that. Yeah, you're actually right. Except for obviously, Coppinger slowed it down. He's like, oh, he just fought a guy. He wasn't two in his five in his last seven, and loser. Um, but yeah, dude. But the problem with him is that like, you have two young stars that are on the same trajectory. And they're gonna be in the same weight class for like the next like two and a half years with him and Shakur. Yeah, and, and Shakur, yeah. And problem. now Keyshawn's never said it, but like Shakur said like he yeah, like he would have to get a ridiculous amount of money, like, you know, two hundred million dollars to fight to fight Keyshawn, which <clears throat> no one's paying. <laughs> be lucky to get ten million dollars for a fight first. But like I don't know what they do then, because neither one is ever gonna be able to, you know, fight for all the belts. I don't know. Or even like, even like Roy Jones said, don't have any. Yeah, or even potentially fight for a belt because once 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 Haney Lobo happens, listen, if when 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 whenever it Ke- does happen, Keyshawn. Well, they're both still young. Maybe Keyshawn like moves up a weight class or something. Or but then, but then yeah, he's but they're but I'm saying like like he's eventually going to move up to one four. Like they're like in the same like. Their ki- their bodies are kind of on the same spectrum. The two they, of them. They are, but I think that's what I, that's what I, I mean by that. They'll be able to stagger it. I guess is what I'm saying. I guess I I just don't. I, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, and the belts right now, all the belts are where they are. But like, if Haney wins, like he's vacating, so those belts are going to get split up amongst everybody. And if Loma wins, maybe it's Loma Shakur, or Loma might vacate and retire, or vacate go to 130 you know I, who knows you know so uh it, it'll i'll be curious to see what they're able to do with uh with Keyshawn davis so um as far as getting more step-up fights um that was that uh xander zayas uh they they used to call it the road warrior pop back in uh the territory wrestling days for the road warriors the legion of doom whatever you know them as that the garden exploded for Xander Zayas, man, like they went nuts. <laughs> he came out. What's the what's the Mets closer's name? Edwin Diaz came out with him with the trumpet music. Give me that, trumpets. Yeah. yeah, he came out with the trumpets, uh, which was awesome. He was he was rocking a Roberto Clemente jersey, I think. Oh, um, I, I wish I was there. Uh, it was so awesome, and uh, anyway, he I thought he looked really good too. Like he, I thought he I thought he got robbed of a knockdown. He punched a guy like eight feet eight feet down the ring. And the dude like fell into the second turnbuckle, yeah. uh, and they didn't call that a knockdown. I'm like, how <laughs> is that not the definition of being saved by the road? It was kind of similar to the, to uh, to Ugas 
when he like punched Errol Spence all the way across the ring and he right. got saved by the ropes and they didn't they didn't call that a knockdown. So not that he would yeah, I mean it probably guy obviously probably would have got up, but still like, you know, it would have it would have set the tone a little bit more. Um he also goes the distance. Listen, as and as they step up the competition for these guys, like, you know, they're gonna go the distance. Yeah, they're not and, really knockouts. Yeah, and, and that's good for them because like Andre my man Andre Ward always says Knockouts will not sustain you. So Valve rounds, you know, he he was taking a lot of punches, which to me, like I I think he just wanted to get the uh, I think he just wanted to get the stoppage to put on a show for the Garden because everybody yeah. was going nuts for him. But man, yeah. even even during the uh, like the fight, like he was getting uh he was getting crazy like like chance for him and stuff. So it was really that was really cool to see. Um, much much bigger than last year because I mean it wasn't they didn't pop for him like that last year. They popped like that for him this year. Like it was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, so again, and he's another one. It's like you know, what are they gonna do? Because all the you know, a lot of one fifty fours in different, um, different promotions. promotions. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just gotta keep stepping him up. Ah uh, man, the probably the fight of the night, <laughs> big baby, Jared Anderson, Jared Anderson comes out Woo! dressed as the Grinch, dude against Forrest. Um, no one's ever beat that. I I've never watched any of this dude's fights, but uh, from what everybody was saying, like you know, it's hard to get it's you know, really hard to get him out of there, and like nobody really dominates him. Man, the first round, big baby, 114 punches. Yeah, insane. That's insane. Uh, and he got clipped. Man. He he took some shots and he fired them right back. So uh, and then he came out and got the stoppage in round two in. Great fat, great flair. Came out to his ring walk in his Grinch costume, which I I, I wish that would have been a prop. Um, huh. You know, he was he was he was selling the Grinch T-shirts for two weeks on FTWR brand or FWTR, but whatever it is. Uh, Did I, you I wear knew, that one? Uh no, I wore my. Um, I should have. I uh, I wore my. Nah, I wore my Lennox Lewis. The hell, one. man! I wore my Lennox Lewis Evander Holyfield undisputed at the Garden Shirt because I was at the uh. Garden. So I didn't even take my jacket off. I was so cold, so it didn't matter anyway. But uh, really good, really, really, just really impressive stuff. He's man, he's good. We talked about it last week of those three guys who who has the most star potential. We both went. Yeah, you were certain. You were. You didn't hesitate with Xander. I had got there, but man, dude, Jared Anderson. Whew, once, yeah. once Fury, we're getting we're getting to the end of the road here with Fury, Usyk, maybe not Wilder. I guess we'll see. But like some of these guys that are like at the at the top of the division as they start to retire, like Jared Anderson's time is going to be coming in the next two years to yeah. really start contending for those belts. I I, know, I, I think he's ready to start to hit like the Pulev, uh, Waleen. You know what? You know who uh, I want like, to see him. I want to see him fight. Who? I want to see him fight Frank Sanchez. Oh yeah. Everyone, yeah, people Sanchez. were throwing, people were throwing out Ruiz. I, I don't, I don't. What? Well, that's. I mean, whatever. Like, I don't, I, I don't Probably disagree. Probably a the, bit premature, but I mean, wouldn't let's be bad. Get, give, give him Frank Sanchez, man. I, well, I like. I think that. it was uh, Aunt B said Hellenius. Um, uh, well, that, I don't, I don't. That want to might see that. be a little bit. Uh, I don't. Hellenius I going to retire. I think. Yeah, like sure. I, don't, I don't want to see him fight like. I, I want to see him. Someone, I want to see him fight someone that's actually going to give him. Um, not, not, maybe they won't give him trouble, but somebody that's going to like make him level up. 
even more. Like, Hellenius isn't going to do that. Like, Chisora wouldn't do that. Um, Dillian White wouldn't do Like, those guys, like, they're, they're, on, I, they're on the way out. Don't yeah, you think? But, yeah, yeah, but I think they're still at a tier that Jared Anderson needs to achieve still. So I think if he fights <sighs> one or two of those type of guys. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I just, like, I, I feel like Sanchez is, like, there. He got yeah, he had that I, fight I, I against think, uh I think it's just I think it's more of like tiers of like okay these guys are on that tier and like let's just see what he does against somebody I, in that I, tier. I don't I don't I don't I don't think Sanchez is that much of a tier ahead of him. Yeah, I, I agree. I so, I, th- I think Sanchez is a good fight, but I I I think like like I said like like uh, well Pulev's old, but like guys in that like Waleen. Uh, Wallin's a good one. Like I, I would rather him. I'd rather see a Wallin fight than, than those other old guys I just named. Yeah, I mean it's, there's fights to be had. Let's let's just say that. Yeah. And, so, and I'm sure I'm sure they'll they'll get them. So. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm excited. I mean, dude, even Charles Martin, like he sucks, but like, whatever. Like I don't think he's on as. Nah, actually, he does suck. He. I don't. I don't, I don't need to waste my time with that. Uh, and then there was the main event: Tiafimo Lopez, uh, Sandor Martin. Which in a ten round fight, I didn't even know it was ten rounds until right. I didn't either. Ten rounds. I, I don't even understand why these dudes are doing ten round fights. Like, what what purpose does that serve? Like, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it's, it's and this bizarre. is like a this is supposed to be a WBC eliminator, and it's only ten rounds. Like, this is did absurd. And a twelve round fight probably would have would have helped served him better. Um, but listen, uh, yeah, Tio is what he is. I actually thought, I actually thought his whack job father actually did a better job this fight. With the I was going to say that. I was well, say, to the I, lead, I thought, I thought now, the dad had a good, good, I thought he had a very good fight in the corner because he was saying, he was actually instructing him. Instead I heard of that. Now, obviously I wasn't there, so I, or I was there, so I didn't hear the stuff on TV, but I just mean with the lead up, like you didn't really see him as much as you usually do. You didn't like hear his nonsense. Like, you know what I mean? Like he usually takes a lot of the shine away from Tio. I feel like, um, and he didn't seem, he seemed like he was comf- He was more than willing to take a backseat, uh, to him, uh, this, this fight. And, he was, uh, uh, the, there was two different, two different points, uh, where it, it kind of stood out. One was, um, he said, he said, uh, you know, son, I need you. And, and Tio cut him off. He goes, I know, go, go down a level, go downstairs. He goes, yeah, go to the body. And then there was another time where he was like, jab him, jab, jab. You can control him with the jab, jab to the body. And it was just like, wow, like actual instruction out of Tio senior. How about that? Yeah. I mean, Tio didn't actually listen to him, but yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It, on the broadcast, like I, I thought Tio did pretty good. <laughs> um, like, you're in the minority, I, man. I, I know. Like, I thought there was – I thought he actually had some success jabbing to the body. And, like, when you look at the CompuBox numbers, like, it it actually shows Tio, like, out-touched him in almost every round. And yeah, when, well, I, when I'm sitting – like, again, so I, I heard what had happened before I saw the fight. So I'm going into it expecting to see, like, Tio just, like, not doing well. And I'm like – He's he's connecting like he he's getting he's jabbing to the body. He's connecting now. He looked super ugly doing it. Like he was like on Navarrete levels of like lunging and like just 
out of control. Yeah. I mean, I get. I mean, I, I'd be curious to how this, how like his percentages looked in his other fights. I mean, he landed. He threw four hundred punches and only landed ninety seven of them. Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, it, yeah. He definitely struggled, but like. Like, everyone was like, oh, Martin did so good. And it's just like, dude, he got out-touched in every round except for one. Yeah, I just, I didn't, like, I, I thought that Martin, and again, this is just And I thought it. I thought Tio's connects were just as equal uh, as see, I thought I, I thought Martin was, uh, Martin was, was landing some cleaner cleaner punches and was just, was just killing him with that, that right that, check hook, uh, hook. Right. Other than, but other than the right check hook, I don't think he had any success from Tio. And that was just Tio getting out. Yeah. Well, I just thought, I thought he was just, yeah. So the big narrative, if, if you're a team, big team, FEMO fan, you know, the narrative was that, well, Martin ran the whole fight and, you know, wasn't trying to engage him. He did not if, run the whole if fight. You're, if you're, yeah, if you're anti-Tio, Tio lost the fight, and uh, they robbed. You know, they they uh, what do you call it? They 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 robbed Martin on the cards. If you're really looking in the middle, um, you know, Sandor is a very good defensive fighter. Like he wasn't running. He like, he he saw what no, T like Tiafimo was, was letting Tio charge in, and then yeah, because Tiafimo just kept. And this is the problem, like his best and, offense. yeah, and he just kept charging off balance, which he, he hit him with two check hooks, two check hooks to the temple that dropped him twice. TFT went down in the second round, and that they counted that as a knockdown. He went down in the seventh that they called. They, they said he cupped him or whatever. Dude, he he got he knocked him down. Yeah, it is what it is. Tio, you know, did he did he hurt him? No, but Tio was off balance because he was being sloppy, and like that's why whatever whoever it was, I think it was Pumalu said, ah, oh, like you know, had that Roy Jones to him uh, in his last fight. I'm like, what do you what do you see? Like when he does his crap, like that's not Roy Jones. Like he's so off balance and gets touched up when he does that stuff. Like I, yeah, I just what no. like whatever. Um. And I, I thought they were close. I, I thought the rounds were close. And like, listen, when you yeah. when I re, when when people are like, oh, he ran, and you know, like that the one dude punch drunk or whatever. That's very close to to the Lopez family, who was like had it score scored, you know, basically like nine to one only because of the knockdown. And the guy was running, dude. Like the punch, the punch stats, like seven three seven five. 8 9 11 9 10 8 12 9 7 7 14 11 10 6 11 10 like there's not this disparity to where like this wasn't Rigandal who wasn't doing anything and was like landing two punches like like Martin was like was like basically getting outlanded maybe by two punches but was you know controlling the fight and this is where I was like this narrative where like oh like if you're if you're engaging and you're being more aggressive you win close rounds it's like there was some cross like when you have a like and again the punch stats aren't who knows how accurate they always are, you know not shitting on copy box but they always say like you know you can't fully use this as like the you know the bible, like in a ten eight round where Lopez lands two more punches like when 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 Sandor's making him look silly like chasing him and not being able to cut off the ring and every time when he throws like he like counters him and just hits him with a, a flush hook like. That that doesn't you're like just because Tio was recklessly coming forward, he doesn't win that round. So I don't think it was a robbery. It definitely wasn't a robbery. I, I thought it was a close fight. Obviously, the one scorecard. I, I thought I thought for for as much success as Sandor had with the check hooks, and you know using the strategy of letting Tio stumble into him, I still thought Tio out touched him and 
more quality touches, I thought. Yeah, I thought. and so so you had a scorecard similar to that one judge at a 97-92. Um, Some, something like that. I, I, I had Tia winning seven or eight of the ten rounds. Yeah, so, uh, so it went split decision, 90, 96-95, or 90, I think it was 96-95, 96-93. But they were close rounds. 97-92. Yeah, like they were close rounds. And we'll we'll talk about uh, the next guy. We're gonna, Jesus, it's 27 minutes in, my God. Um yeah, like we'll talk about the uh, the Inouye fight, and this is you know you'll you'll big see boxing, the di- big boxing, yeah, you'll see fight. the difference. Um, but yeah, like I just I didn't think that. And I'll tell you what, that corner did not look confident. Like you can usually you usually see those clowns like all wild after no. the fight, like screaming and hollering. Like that place was dead, and everybody like that like him and his dad were in the corner. Like like they were nervous. Like maybe maybe they'll tell you they weren't. Like, I, I like to feel like I can read body language pretty well. It took a long time for those scorecards to get there. And they were ner- I, I, you know, they were nervous. I, I don't care what anybody says. Um, and then after, after the fight, you know, you have the, uh, the infamous clip where they, they catch Tio saying, do I, man, do I still got it or whatever? Um, which now he's now, but he basically tweeted out the other day that that was all, you know, that's all an act just to get people talking about him, which, Dude, get your That's get so your mental. Lame. Just get your mental. Yeah, like dude, like you're like you're not cool. <laughs> like you're not cool. Like that. Like oh my god, you're just not. Um, like it was funny because when we were as I'm leaving, like tons of people in the garden who were like Tia fans were like asking. They were like, ah, oh, like can we get our money back? <laughs> yeah. After that, um, nine hundred. I think it peaked at. Hold on, I have this. Where's the Where's the views? Because you know it's because it, we you know I was I was at last year's Heisman, so um, I find that interesting. Like the numbers, especially because he's such a big draw, and Crawford was a fool to go up against him. Uh, averaged nine hundred fifty one thousand, peaked at nine seventy two uh, last year. I forget who was the main event last year, uh, but that that was the average of that was a million two hundred and forty three thousand. So I think. I think I'm not a numbers guy, but I think a million two hundred forty three thousand is higher than nine hundred and seventy thousand. Is that right? Am I doing that yeah. right? Yeah, wasn't he the uh wasn't he the main event last year too? Who's that? Tio. No. Oh. We went to Heisman night last year, dude. Oh, did we? <laughs> yeah, dude, that was Heisman night. Oh. I didn't realize that was Heisman night. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yes. Uh okay, cool. Yeah, come on, bro. Come on, bra. All right. Tio fought two weeks uh, two weeks before that and got his ass whooped by Cambosis. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, my um, bad. Nah, it's all good. Don't worry about it. You're all right. Uh, so we'll see what's, what's next for him. Um, I don't really know, to be honest with you. It's going to be uh, – Did you listen to um, uh, Dan Canobio and, and Chris Algieri? Yeah. Which part? I, I thought that was interesting. Algeria was like, he needs to go back down to 135. I, I yeah, I heard, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Um, I thought that, um, you know what would be interesting? I, I think. That? What's that? Is there two guys, and, and I don't know, maybe this is, I, I, Probably not the next fight, but you you know what I see happening. Tio versus Cambosis, two, nah. or three, or whatever. Nah. I just think at some point to get it back to try to get it back and get his yeah you know, like try to get his mental right, just beat the shit out of that guy. 
Yeah, I think. I mean, because I think I think Tio is eventually going to get got. I think you're more likely to see a Loma Lopez too. Oh, that would be wild too. Um, yeah. I don't know if he goes back down to 130. I, I, how do you go back down to? I, I I just how do you go back down there after you used it as an excuse for almost dying and for why you lost? Yeah, to I don't do you know what I mean? Like, how could you do that? I'm not saying they're wrong. And who knows? Well, like, Cam Bosa's well, can come up. Well, here's the. Well, here's the. Yeah, yeah he could. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so here's the problem. Like, as much as I would favor Progray, Josh Taylor over him, I, I like. I don't know if he's got if he if if he how much power he's got at 140. Like the guy at Camp Campos, whoever the hell he fought in August was trash. Like he was tailor made to get knocked out. Um, so it's hard to, it's hard to tell. Like I, I thought, I thought he landed some clean shots on, on Sandor and didn't, didn't seem to hurt him. I don't know. I mean, you yeah. tell you watched it on TV, so you would have yeah, had a better no, that's right. view, but I thought, I thought, I thought he landed some shots and, you know, clean and just, you know, Sandor kind of shook him off. So I don't know. Like Ramirez, the only guy I would favor Tio, and Tio, but I think Tio could beat those guys. I just wouldn't favor him. I think that, I think that those guys would have to really mess up and get caught by something for him to win. Um, the only guy that I would favor him outright is Jose Ramirez, just because Ramirez is there to get punched. I, I think he has the worst defense of the entire of that entire 140. I can um, see that. Yeah. And I, it, to me, he he would be tailor made. And Tio after the fight with thought, oh, you know, these guys got to get me a better dance partner. I, I thought that was good too. On ridiculous. It's like yeah, it's it's like oh so. They're just supposed to put guys in front of you that are gonna do what you want to do. Like, you just want an easy fight, okay? Yeah, bro, come on, man. Like that's not, yeah, like that's where you you get better and like you improve yeah. and things like All that. All right, so, that so was stupid. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah, too much. Um, in a way. Yeah. Oh, real real quick, real quick. Blonde bomber, Ebony, successfully defended her title. Whooped that ass on yep. uh on Saturday, and uh, Josh Warrington loses again. In a decision. Yeah, so. I kind of saw that coming. Whew. Man, these Mexican fighters are getting it, man. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. For we'll, 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 we'll see where what uh, what Eddie Eddie and DeZone end up doing with him. So, um, right. in a way, undisputed bantamweight champion of the world. Oh man. Um. So, uh, Paul Butler had the other belt. He shows up. You want, me to, you, want me to, you, you, you want me to read you off what actually like running and not trying to fight looks like? Oh, in terms of the stats? Yeah. Oh, sure. Go you ahead. Want me to read this? Have you seen these Go. yet? I, I didn't see the stats, no. All right. Uh, it go, This goes in a way Butler. Not that you would need this. Uh, 10-0. 18-3. 20-8. 12-6. 18-7. Nine one sixteen one fourteen five ten six nine five nineteen five ten one. Yeah. That one fifty one to thirty eight. That's a guy that ran the entire fight and didn't want to fight and was so, just I don't really blame Butler and here's why. <laughs> okay. Like going into the fight, you know you're going up against the perfect fighter. You can't you can't hang with him in terms of power. Okay. And you can't hang with him in terms of boxing. Okay. So, I think if it was me, I would say, okay, I like any upset in any sport, the longer the underdog stays around, the better chance they have. That's just 
that's just how it works. So going in, you're going, I, I got to run and try and extend this fight. And hopefully I'm in better shape and he could he could wear at least like wear himself down a little. That's that's number one. Number two is uh, you had two options. You either come out banging from the from the start and just hope that you clip him or you try and get to the championship rounds and then start banging and hope that you clip him in the championship rounds and go from there. Um. I think that was the thought process as it turned out. Like, like I think the broadcast was like, he just wants, he just wants to say he went the distance. Well, I mean, I did, you see, did you see his post after? No. Hit him and his team posted. Uh, and they said it wouldn't last past a round. Like, huh. <laughs> like, like celebrating that they went more than a round. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. That, that's lame. Like, let me just say this. Like if, if you were so, Concern that concerned about being overmatched. Like why even why even take the fight? Like why not why not take a why why not vacate the belt and just say here he wasn't a mandatory that was that was a voluntary like they that was a voluntary fight. He didn't have to fight in a way. Okay, but again, what are you gonna do? Just duck him? Yeah, fight like fight 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 do it do a do a routine title defense to get a payday and you could do that for uh, over for a year. Like if you're if you're if you're, you're going to so what's the like what would you rather what like what was he basically just went in, in a way is the payday? Oh, I, I that's what I was gonna say. I I don't know what the money. I'd be curious to see what the money was for a fight like that for like Butler. Yeah, no, in a way was the payday. Yeah, all right, so I mean that's fine. I just and, that, and then that's that's your that's your best strategy. Uh, I don't yeah. I don't blame him for it, but like it was. Like you got to go one. You didn't watch directions. it, right? Or did you go back uh, and watch no, it? No, I watched it. All right, yeah. I you didn't you didn't watch it live. I did not watch it yeah. live. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that killed me the whole. I was I killed me the rest of the day. I was so tired. It um, was you. You either need to try and just go for broke early, or extend it as long as you can, and then go for broke. The the kill shot to the body. That like so good. Yeah, but like multiple times in the fight, in a way. Like was put, he was doing the Roy Jones and like putting his arms behind his back, like just daring, just daring him to try to fight him, like to have any kind of do anything, do anything to get him to engage to put on a show, uh, and he and he just wouldn't do it. So, but in a way, he's the first bantamweight undisputed champion in the four belt era, first guy having all the belts uh, since 1973. Uh, anybody, <laughs> I, I should have saved the tweet. Um, for anybody that hates on hates on in a way, um, there's like only like three categories of people, or like people that are trying to say Tank should be ahead of him on pound for pound lists, but that's not here or there. He's special. Uh, I guess this is official. I didn't realize this. Uh, I mean, the dream fight now. He's moving up, uh, so he's. I assume he's going to vacate and go up unless uh, he fights Casemiro. If they can get a lot of money there, maybe he does that. But um, Stephen Fulton's. Moving up to 126, yeah, to fight uh, a rematch with uh, Figueroa, right? Figueroa, yeah. Who they they had a, a unification bout at 122, so he's going to go up to fight for a 126 title against him. He's not vacating his 122 title, so he can move back down. I don't, I don't really understand that. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't try to set up undisputed with him and the guy whose name I can't pronounce. Yeah. Um, so I just I don't get it. That make any sense to me. Why that? Why they're doing? Why they're doing that? I don't I don't get it. But that's the dream fight: Fulton and Inoue 
at 122 pounds. Give me I that's I would if that's in America, I would I would highly consider traveling to wherever they put that. Yeah. So I think I mean I think I'm a bigger Fulton fan than you are. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm not a. I'm not I a love fan. this. Is a call, well, I, I know we have. I know some you sometimes forget that uh, he's not uh, Colbert. <laughs> Since yeah. you get those two confused, but uh, I have Fulton, similar feelings toward both of them. But Fulton's yeah. the Fulton's the real deal. So yeah, um, yeah, man. I I that give me all that fight. I I would absolutely love that. But again, you got top rank and you got you got PBC. So who knows if they'd be able to uh, they'd be able to set that up. Okay, now the real dream fight this weekend. Woo! Michelle Rivera Woo! versus Frank Martin. One forty-seven. Uh, one thirty-five. One thirty-five. Sorry, Jesus. the whiskey's hitting. <laughs> Forty-seven. <laughs> well, uh, Frank Martin's twenty-seven, and yes. Michelle Rivera's yeah. twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah, you yeah. want the you want the tail of the tape? Sure. Uh, Michelle Rivera, twenty-four and 0, 14 knockouts, twenty-four years old, five foot nine with a seventy-one inch reach. Frank Martin, sixteen and 0, 12 knockouts, twenty-seven years old. He just got started at the age of twenty-two. Uh, five foot eight, sixty-eight inch reach. So, giving up an inch and giving up three inches in reach. Um, I'm you're excited now. Got, you, I'm gonna you, say you, it now. Who's uh, you ready Martin, for this? Martin might have the coolest nickname, the Ghost. Yeah, I really like that, the Ghost. You ready for this? Uh, yeah, go, go for it. This will be the fight of the year. Ooh, I like that. It will overtake uh, Wood Conlon. The women, too. It will overtake Shields Marshall. This will be fight of the year. Katie Taylor? Serrano? Taylor Serrano. Yep. Take it it, will. Overtake it all of it. All it right. will overtake it all. Drop what you're doing. It's on Showtime. It is not pay-per-view. Correct. Watch, watch this fight. These two guys, like... Frank Martin is basically like a mini boots. I think that's why I said 147 because I had boots in mini my head. Mini boots. And he's like a mini boots. And Michelle Rivera is just like uh, like a like a poor man's Keyshawn Davis, I guess. That, ma- ma- okay. I, I, I mean, he's he's very <laughs> slick. He's smooth. He has power. Like, I, I, I think he's I think he's pretty good. I, I just don't. I, mean, I don't think they're similar fighters at all. Yeah, I, 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 I Keyshawn stocks more. Michonne I feel Rivera's like I feel more. like Rivera. I feel like Rivera was another guy. You, uh, you just you 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 kind of poo pooed me on, and then after his last fight, you were like, "Wow, oh, this guy's this no, guy looks good." Not me. Good. Not eh, me. Eh, that's all right. Um, not me. I. Nope. Here's I, what's wh- great. These are two. Both these guys are considered prospects. Which okay, like I guess I, I guess I don't know the difference. Between I think prospects. I started watching Rivera before you because you were like, "Have you no. seen that guy who looks like a Lee?" And I was like, "Yeah, I've been watching him for like a couple fights." Nah, you you were you were you watched more Frank Martin than I have, but that's fine. No, no, you're no. I I don't know that I've watched any Frank Martin. <sighs> oh really? Okay, all right. I've all only right. seen highlights. I don't. All right, we're forty minutes in. That's not the point. Um. Yeah, I one kudos to these guys because like 
You don't see these prospects actually fight each other. This is like, uh, like how you don't even see. It's you, weird that he's Frank Martin's twenty-seven and considered a prospect, by the yeah, way. Yeah, well, he he got started at twenty-two, so started late in the game. But like, you can't even get like nobody at one sixty-eight will who aren't even prospects anymore. They won't even fight each other because they don't want to mess up a Canelo payday. And like these two guys are are stepping in the ring, and they're fighting twelve rounds. Like this is what you should do in a big fight. Why would you so not good. fight twelve rounds? I don't so understand. Good. Yeah, so it's going to be really good. Twitter beef that actually turned into a fight is so good. And it's you know, and this this is a this is a poor comparison, but the way I I would compare I I like I would compare. All right, ready? Now you're going to do a poor comparison, so I'm going to smirk and, and style and K over the and way over again. Ready? the way that the fight should be fought and won should be from the measurables of these two guys is similar to Jamel Herring and Carl Frompton, where you have a bigger okay. a okay. bigger fighter. With a bigger fighter with that can box from the outside uh, with the reach and a guy who wants to get inside and just muck it up and just crush you, crush you with power shots and just break you down. And to me, it's if Rivera and that's what I said. Yeah, that's just just how the fight like you could see the fight going. Um, Rivera, to me, if he sticks with his jab because he's got an excellent jab. Good and, jab and a good counter puncher. Yeah, and I was gonna say, so to me, the jab and the check hook, just like with Herring in that fight, if he can execute those punches throughout the fight and not not get into not get baited into a firefight with Martin, I, I think if it turns you know, into a straight firefight, it favors Martin. Martin likes to be in the pocket. Yeah, and Mar- isn't Martin mid- Rivera needs yeah. to be more mid range and like. Rivera's Rivera. That's like a juicy underdog. He's like plus like three hundred or something, isn't he? Well, I was about to go there next. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. What's so? Is it, no. Rivera's plus one eighty five. Martin's minus two forty five. Yeah. So Martin's a favorite, which I was surprised to be honest with you. Yeah. It's uh, I, I'm not surprised. Uh, over under rounds. Uh, ten and a half. Yeah. Over is minus one ninety. Unders plus one fifty. That's the underdog to take, the under 10 and a half rounds. Because I could easily see Rivera, like, being too young and inexperienced to realize, like, don't get into a firefight. That doesn't favor you. And then he gets into a firefight. The firefight, yeah. And then what, uh, they get clipped. I, 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 I had the same – I flip-flopped three times in the last hour after having – no result or no no hesitancy on who I thought was going to win this fight. What's your I, prediction? I think Frank Martin, but I don't know. Um, here's the rest of the odds: Rivera by decision plus three thirty, Rivera by stoppage plus six fifty, Martin by decision plus one sixty, Martin by stoppage plus one seventy five. I mm. I don't think I I think we get a KO here. I don't think we get okay. go to the distance. Gotcha. I wouldn't uh, be surprised if both guys go down at one point. Yeah, I think Rivera wins on the cards. Okay. Um, I I I had Rivera all since the fight since the fight got announced. I was all Rivera, just because I like I I just think he's got such a good jab, and and he's got some he's got some uh, some oomph on that thing. That I just I think he could just outbox him um, on the outside and use that check just use that that check hook, but now. And then I switched to Frank Martin after I watched some Martin stuff again, but then I went back to Rivera, then back to Martin, and I'm 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 settling in on on Rivera. Okay. So, that's that's what I think. But it's gonna be awesome. Sat again, free Saturday night. Let's roll. Nice. 
All right. Deep breath. We're finally finished boxing. Can I? Uh, never mind. Never mind. What? No, I was gonna what? go. On, I was gonna go on a. I was gonna speak as a president of the homosexual fan club, but we don't have to. It's okay. Yeah, let's let's save that. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, do you want to say anything on the NBA? Yeah. So, pretty interesting turns here. Keep it uh, keep it tight there, Spencer. Yeah, I'll keep it tight. Uh, Steph Curry hurt his shoulder, so the Warriors might be done. Uh, he's gonna be out like two weeks, and they're fourteen and fifteen, which. Man, that's mind blowing. I don't like. I don't know if it was the punch. If like, they just don't have it. It's it's nuts to me that they're fourteen and fifteen right now. Yeah, um, strange. But they're only five games. They're only five games out of the one seat. <laughs> like the standings are so insane this year. Like everybody's just so average, except so for Bo- average, except for Boston and Milwaukee. Really, like even like except for Boston, Milwaukee, really. Cool. Am I keeping it tight, or are we, are we doing this nonsense? What an ass. Um, hate you. Eastern Conference, uh, it looked kind of quirky to start the year, but now teams that you expected to fall down the pack, like the Pacers and the Wizards, are falling down to the pack, and teams like the Sixers and the Nets are starting to move up uh, the pack. But, hey, shout-out to uh, Tory White's New York Knicks, man. They are on a five-game win streak. They're now 15-13. and 13. They were the wow. definition of 500 forever. Now they're two games over 500. Uh, they're, yeah, they're, playing, they're, they're playing well. So they're, they're a sixth seed right now. Um, Atlanta, I, I tell you, the team that's really interesting in the East is Atlanta because they're still trying to just trade John Collins. I, I, would, I would stay away from him. Like, there's, there's something it, – it should be a huge red flag – that for huge that red flag. after you after you give a guy a huge contract uh, in the summer two years ago, you've been trying to trade him ever since you gave him that big contract. I don't know, probably a red flag. What do you think? Yeah, yeah right? exactly. Is this guy seriously going to run for a touchdown? Is this, is this real? Is this real, Jo? Uh, like I guess you're always like an hour and a half ahead of me on on uh, these Thursday night broadcast. Unbelievable. Um. Any hoodles. Um, the real you, – you're totally skipping over the real MVP of the NBA this season, which is Dev in the lab, calling out everybody for their travels, for their uh, their carries. He is taking social media by storm, and I love that guy. Dev in the lab. Check it out. He is really great. Um, sorry, I apologize. Thursday night football is going on again, so wild stuff. Um, yeah, but that's I'm. I'd be really curious. And like Trey Young's had some issues with the coach and like the media and being like a jerk. Like, kind of after after all that ta- talk about getting um, after they uh, acquired Dejounte Murray, it's uh, team to watch to maybe blow it up a little bit. I'll I'll I'll, I'll say that. Um, and in the West, the Pelicans, man, uh, eight and two in the last ten. They're the one seed right now, which is pretty wild. Zion, the teaching him how to run, uh, finally paid off. Just took two years to learn how to run. <laughs> yeah, Memphis is eighteen and nine, but you know, according to Dev, it's because John Morant's allowed to carry literally every time he touches the ball. And huh. uh, yeah, the Laker, the Lakers were on a little bit of a tear, and uh, they just played a crazy game against. Um, the Celtics, where they were down twenty, they went up eleven and then lost by five in overtime. So pretty nuts. 
And uh, in case we're doing a check-in on the uh, the Timberwolves, uh, you and your brother uh, were pretty bold in predicting they were going to win 50 games this year. Uh, 13 and 15 right now. So, got don't got miss, set. Don't miss the run. <laughs> 17 losses. That's it. That's what you got. You got 17 losses to go. Um, but yeah. All right. Um, moving on from NBA, NHL half clapper. Clap, just clap, want, clap. Just want to say that I was worried about the Pens. They are on like a six-game winning streak. Uh, I don't – wait a second. Hold on a second. Did they play tonight? I've been too busy doing podcasts up to see if they did. <laughs> uh, they did. They won again, so seven-game win streak. Um, and Crosby with another two assists. Sidney Crosby's leading the – as of last check, and I don't know if this is still factual, but he was – Sidney Crosby's leading the league in five-on-five five points. Uh, if the Penguins had a good power play, like he, like at age thirty-five, like usually that's when like guys start to try and grab onto another team for a ring, and like Crosby's still like top ten in points, and maybe even be top five at this point. Like playing out of his damn mind, and the Penguins have found the mojo again, which uh, they're gonna end up being where I thought they were would be anyway. Like after that huge losing streak and now like a win streak, um, I I kind of thought they would have a good regular season and sure enough here we are. Um, Crosby is tied for sixth in the league at the moment in points, um, and Connor McDavid is just unreal. Um, Sweet. Anyway, just wanted to mention that since I mentioned previously that I was worried, but hey. we're we're back. Hey, curiously, uh, I don't think I've asked this year. So what are the uh. What are the ratings looked like since going to ESPN? Like, I haven't looked uptick? at the rating. No, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't looked at the ratings quite honestly. But um, like like I said, I I mentioned before, like they're always on the app. Like you know, if you need to watch teams from out of town, um, I get all kinds of push notifications now. They're on TNT, so I don't I don't know. I don't have that ready. I, I can look it up for next time. Yeah, I'm scared. Just curious. Um, all right, let's move on to the NFL. Maybe we'll have a quick week here. Just want to say first thing is, um, firstly, I guess, you know, we did the uh, the go for two, check that out, got into a lot of detail, good stuff. Secondly, uh, we're to the point of the season where Roger Goodell just makes teams play like all days of the week, Saturday, fr- Thursday, uh, Sunday, Monday, Monday, Tuesday, happy days. Wednesday, Thursday, happy days. So all friggin' days of the week. Um, that being said, fantasy playoffs start this week. I'm a wreck. <laughs> Don't know what to do. Uh, where do you want to go from there, Drew? What game have you looked at? Any games? How do we do last week? I guess? Oh wait, I was I was trying to find uh, the screenshot of our super parlay that uh, that you put in to see how we. Uh... See how we ended up doing. Uh, we hit the Eagles over of 45 and a half. The Eagles themselves <laughs> smashed the over, which was great. Um, the We did not get the Chiefs-Broncos under. Uh, Russ finally we did, cooked. We did not get the Cardinals money line. We did not. Uh, the Lions uh, won. And we, got the, and we covered the Lions. So we, the Bengals uh, covered as well. 
Yes, correct. We got, so we we went three and two. And yeah, and because and Crawford uh, got the stoppage. Yeah. That's the. I was just talking. Well, I just met part. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I just met the parlay in general. Um, what do I like this week? Saturday. Saturday. We gotta pick one for Saturday. Pretty wild that Cleveland's a three-point favorite here. I guess because the quarterback. Yeah. Uh. (sighs) Dolphins are a seven-point dog because they're playing cold weather. Really? Man, that's interesting. Um. I don't know. I don't really like any of those games. Do you? Not particularly. Yeah, I don't trust any of those teams. Uh, Eagles-Bears probably would take the under. I don't know what it is, but that's a nine-point spread. Over under 48.5. I'd probably take the under. Really? I mean, it's a nine-point spread. Isn't that isn't that the rule? Nine and a half, but... Um... Oh, nine and a half. Okay. Okay, okay. Um, bear... Yeah, yeah, I like the Lions getting a point and a half on the road. Okay. Uh, I like Dallas giving four. I think they're going to smash the Jaguars. Should we go back to King Henry plus three versus the Chargers? <sighs> no. Okay. No, I'm out on the Titans right now. Two weeks in a row he failed us. Um, Cincy minus three and a half. I like that. That's juicy for me. Okay. Uh, I like uh, I like the Saints to cover four against the Falcons. Okay. Sim- simply because the Falcons are changing to the rookie quarterback and to go into the kid. You don't think that gives them a boost? No. I'll say Saints to cover. Okay. I like that. All right, we'll roll with that. So Packers Eag- minus Eagles seven versus the Rams. Nah, I wouldn't touch that. Okay. Nah, Baker. Yeah. So since he. Cincy given three and a half. Uh, Cowboys given four. Lions getting a point and a half, and the Saints given four. We won't okay. touch. We, we won't touch the under. Okay. So four. All right. So now for the parlay. How do you want to do this? Um. Just let's bet all those games. Uh, okay. Let's ride. Uh, anything else? On the parlay? No. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like it. All right. Before we wrap up beer one, um, shout out to him, Drew. What you got this week? So, <laughs> in honor of the fight at the Garden, actually, that's that's my meme. That's my meme of the week involves that too. So Devin Haney tweets out. Cambosis ruined Tio. Dot dot dot. He will never be the same. And then some random dude at master or at master ds seven got into it with some guy. I don't even know how this ended up on my thread, but they ended up with boxing ain't no sport anymore. This is a business where fighters like Cambosis, Mayweather, Canelo. All those bug fighters are winning because of money, not for the actual sport and what it once was. So that I read that correctly. Thing is, a business where fighters like George Cambosis, (laughs) Floyd Mayweather, and Canelo Alvarez, which I kindly responded, Cambosis was just mentioned in the same sentence as Floyd and Canelo. It's officially time to shut down Twitter. (laughs) Master DS7. Sorry, Elon. 
at Master D at Master DS Seven. Shout out to him. <laughs> Unbelievable! Like, I almost swerved off the road reading that, driving home from the garden at like three a.m. I just couldn't believe that. I'm like, did this guy just reference like Campo? He thought he was making valid points and just referenced Cambosis with Floyd Mayweather and Canelo Alvarez. Yikes! Yikes is right. Um, all right. So, on that note, I think we're ready to crack beer two, right? Let's crack them. Crack them if you got them. Three, two, one. Ah. Myself another little pour here. Another little pour Uh. of mixers. I'm sticking with my two lane. You'll never see. Toss a coin to your mixers. Oh, Valley of Play. That was good. That was good. Um, Sticking with your... Uh, Luke Bryan. Yeah, some Tulane. Sorry, I thought that, okay. I thought that was clear. It was. <laughs> uh, okay, so you drive this. You you got something about awards or something? Well, right? before we before we do it, before we do oh, it, okay. um, here we go. No, 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 no. Uh, quick Yellowstone update for anyone that follows us on a trail to Yellowstone. Apparently, they're splitting this the season into two parts. Did you know that? I did when I watched it. Okay, yeah, like when they, when they had the preview with two two episodes left until the the mid season finale, which also doesn't make sense because IMDb has fourteen episodes, and two episodes until the mid season finale would put that at nine episodes, and then five on the back half. I'm kind of worried. This is the the last of Yellowstone. Like really? that's so that's really odd that like they didn't. Unless we missed it, where they announced that they were doing, um, they were doing a, a two-part season, and it's like this weird, like nine and five split, kind of weird. Um, and why would I, it be the end of Yellowstone? I don't know. Like, why they've never done a two-part season before, and now I get they're doing that. Two- and that I agree, that is strange. But why would that signal the end? Uh, because maybe that's it. Maybe they're just wrapping Yellow. They're gonna wrap Yellowstone with the last five episodes. Uh, I'm gonna take you to the train station. I'm just I've, saying because they got I've, they got I've, you know. I've had enough of your antics and outbursts tonight. They've got but. 1923. They've got the 666 Ranch, and they're probably gonna after 1923. You figure they're probably gonna do something with the whatever year this is in, like the John Dut- John Dutton's father that uh, is played by the dude um, from Glory Road. You figure they're gonna do something with him. So maybe they're maybe that's it. Maybe they're maybe they're going to keep it at five seasons, and uh, that's why they're doing the split in the end. It's just so weird. Like why, why, why would why would this be the first time where anyone's really hearing about this? Really weird, man. Really weird. But anyway, I don't know. Um, but I think you're looking too far into it. I could be. Uh, you made a great point. You texted me and said this is probably the calmest episode of Yellowstone ever. Yeah, which means I anticipate the next three to be just absolutely blood yeah bloodbaths. Um, three things, real quick. One, if the way that this last episode went, the way Casey kept like looking at the cows and the cattle and the herding, the uh, if Casey's like coming back to the ranch again, I, I, I'm I might be out on the show. I can't take any more fucking Casey. Like, just find a story, find a plot with this guy, and stick with it. Like now he's gonna be coming back to the ranch. Are you kidding me? Come on, man. 
Also, uh, didn't I call how the wolves plotline was just going to disappear? Well, for now, is this is that what's going to? Because then my second point, like, can Jamie really be this stupid? Like, listen, brunette, oh, it's so br- dumb. Brunette Beth roll effing tide, and we just found out that she also had a role in 1883 as uh, the sister-in-law that ended up killing herself, um, which is insane. Because. Uh, you would never guess. How many hours did they have to put her in the makeup chair to make her not look Roll Tide is all I got to say. Um, but Roll Tide, like, I get it. She's hot, Jamie. But Jamie even says in the beginning of the episode, like, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out your angle. Like, it's not surprising you're the other team's legal counsel. And I'm the... Like, he even says it out loud. And, like, yeah, he, just totally, because she... he totally uncovers the plot. Yeah, just because she gives him some song and dance about how that would make her a prostitute, like, that would change anything. And so now he's going to try to get his dad impeached, or whatever, whether it's his biological father or not, going to try to get them impeached and, like, this and that. It's like, Jamie, like, this dude's going to, like, why would you think there's any exception that, like, it's it's the ranch above all else? Like, I, I don't get it, man. Maybe like, Jamie will is playing the long con, and then he'll just, Maybe like, he's totally, doing, maybe. Totally now, see, that it. would actually be awesome if that he's playing, awesome. if he's actually playing the long con on her and redeems himself. That and actually does really prove cool. himself. But, but I, I highly doubt that. Yeah, I don't think happen. they're going to do that uh, at all. And after this They've scene, never given us anything satisfying with Jamie at any point in the show so far. Correct. So. Um, and after the scene with Beth and Rip in the meadow and how all they need is whiskey, cigarettes, a meadow, and you, I am even – I'm pretty convinced now that – Beth or Rip will die. Didn't I tell you that coming into the season? I did tell you that. You're probably saying you didn't say that. What are you talking about? No, I just, I didn't, I just didn't believe you could kill either of them because of like how popular they are with the show. I think one of them absolutely is going to die. Like I said, like I said at the beginning, that gets you the biggest pop in terms of like gasp and like. But that's what I'm saying. If you're gonna have like multiple seasons after this, I, I don't know how it survives without those two. Um, no, they probably do one after this. Uh, my prediction, one of them accidentally shoots the other, trying to shoot Jamie. Like, there's some type of scuffle. Well, then, 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 Rip, no, that would be her shooting Rip, trying to shoot Jamie. And you know what? She'll yeah. blame Jamie. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. And she'll blame Jamie for that. And, and yeah. just, somebody, all right, let's, I don't want to even get... That's yeah, my Yellowstone thing, but, I, but with back on the wolf thing, like that might end up being what they try to get him impeached for. Like the wolves, maybe it isn't dead yet, and somehow oh, Jamie finds out. Yeah, about good it. call. Maybe Jamie will find that out, and that's yeah. that's like how that's their back door. Yeah. So oh. yep. their second back door. <laughs> oh um. man, she is so roll tied. By the way, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like I didn't think it, it's tough to 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 top Beth Dutton. Um, as annoying as she's become, but just like from a roll tie perspective, but man, roll tied. Um, all right, right. that's all I got. Now that Drew has a stiffy over there, um, I, it's not, it's put, it's putting it lightly. uh, (laughs) All right. What's this awards thing you got? So I think I'm prepared. We're getting, we're getting to award season here. You know, we're getting, um, to the point where, you know, Golden Globes, you know, the Oscars, all these things are starting to come out. So I was like, you know what? We're, we're going to do some year-in-review stuff later in December, some Christmassy things probably. Um, 
let's let's do our own little reward show here. Let's because you know all these all these people that select these things are all bought and paid for, and you know whoever they never really pick who should win these things. So I did a couple categories here. Most of the stuff is stuff that we've covered on the podcast over the last year, year and a half ish. Uh, and some fun stuff, like some some fun stuff that we of shows that we've just liked, just to spice it up a little bit. But we're gonna we're gonna go through. I'm gonna give you the categories and the nominees, and you're we're both gonna pick our winners. You ready? Yes, sir. Dun 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 dun. So. All right. Let's start with best movie drama. Only because this is probably the latest category because there really haven't been a ton. Yeah. Coda. Which was Apple TV, I believe, right? I forget. I think it was Apple TV. The Batman and the Gray Man. Jordan, who was your went best with Coda. movie drama? Child of Deaf Adult. I love that movie. It was really good. Excellent flick. Something I went, I went into it thinking like, there's no way I'm gonna like this. It's a category that I can't even relate to. I'm sure it's gonna be like artsy cutesy. Uh, no, it was like really good, and like the actor was like an an unknown actor who who killed it. So, yeah, it's fair, fair, uh, fair play there, my friend. Uh, I went with the Batman. Loved every minute of it. Get, they could have given me three more hours of that movie, and I <laughs> I, I would have loved it. I thought Twilight killed it. Uh, Colin Farrell killed it. I just thought it was just excellent, excellent okay. film. Uh, let's go next to best male performance in a TV drama. The nominees. Now these aren't the. A- I didn't use the actors. I actually used the characters, as if that's what matters. I was but. gonna say, and, and, <laughs> and just to reiterate, this isn't the actual nominees. This is the two beers nominees. Yes, this is the two beers. So, best male performance: Tommy Shelby, Peaky Blinders; Uhtred, son of Uhtred, The Last Kingdom; Marty Bird. Ozark. Trying to Marty enunciate Bird. the way they do when they announce. James McGill slash Saul Goodman. Better call Saul. John Dutton. Yellowstone. Jace, friend of the pod. Jason Mimosa. C. Andor. Andor. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kenobi. Jordan, who is your best male performance in a TV drama? I went with Saul Goodman, Bob Odenkirk. I just thought that it was the deepest and broadest character arc and development and hardest to play. Like, he had to play Jimmy McGill, playing Saul Goodman, playing um, uh, Gene Tekovich. Like, that was... And, and while keeping like the character development across all the spectrum, like that was so good. So that's why I went with that. Uh, yeah, I was really torn. Um, of course you were. Uhtred, son of Uhtred, who also had some duplicity he had to play because he had to. He's really, he's really, uh, he's really a Dane. Part Saxon, part Dane. Yeah, he's really, a, he's really a Saxon, but also a Dane at heart, and had to keep going back and forth there. Lost, lost the love of his life multiple times. You know, his son got his his son got his weenie cut off. Like it was, I'll tell you, he's got to give these a lot, speeches. A lot yeah. Um. But yeah, ultimately, I I had to go. James McGill, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul. 
uh, the last 15 episodes, or 13, wait, no, was it 15, 16? Whatever it was, it might have been 15. Uh, just tremendous television, performance after performance, the transformation into Saul Goodman and Gene Tekovic back to Saul Goodman. I'm was James McGill. James McGill. And then he goes right back to Saul. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's got to be Bob Odenkirk. If he die, I, he better win like in real life because that's just embarrassing if he doesn't. Yeah. All right, next. Best female performance TV drama. By the way, did you skip best TV drama? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm moving around here because typically okay. they right, announce right, they do that it. last, so I was, I was flipping around here. Got it, got it. Um, Kim Wexler, Better Call Saul. Edit. Is it Edda? I could. I didn't. I totally should have. Ada, Ada Thorne. Ada Thorne. Peaky Blinders. Roll time. Ruth Langmore. Ozarks. Brita. The Last Kingdom. Beth Dutton. Yellowstone. Carol Pertier. The Walking Dead. Max from Stranger Things. The entire cast of Yellow Jackets. Jordan, your female best female performance in a TV drama goes to. Um, I really wanted to go. Um, oh shoot, Ruth Langmore. Who's the act- actress that plays her? I. That's not part of the game. Um, I really wanted to go her. Uh, Julia Garner. But no one has ever given Melissa McBride. Carol Pelletier, her just do. And so I, Jordan White, on the Two Beers podcast, episode 114, in the year of our Lord 2022, <laughs> will give her her just do and give her the award. She is the sun, the moon, the sky, the earth, everything, the universe. She deserves the award. I, is she? Is she? Has she ever even been nominated for anything in real life? Never been nominated. Nah, never it's been just, nominated. It's just unreal. She she captures my heart, and everything I've just said pales in comparison to how you feel about her. Yeah. So who are you picking? I mean, is that even a question? <laughs> Carol Carol Pertier, The Walking Dead. Even though they and listen, it's probably a little unfair. Uh, it's probably it, Wexler's a great uh, a great nominee as well. Um, I didn't really go Ruth because she just did a lot of screaming <laughs> this past uh, season. Yeah. Uh, but and but in The Walking like, this last season, like it was so spread out because they didn't know what the hell they were doing here. That Carol didn't actually. This is probably one of her weaker seasons, but. Uh, I yeah, mean, I was thinking that. I was thinking that too. It's probably one of her weaker. Uh, but you know what? But... To your point, she's let's we're, we're giving her the lifetime achievement award here because she's been so good season after season. Never nominated because The Walking Dead is not the type of show they want to nominate for these things for some reason. Um, but yeah, it's 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 Car- it's Carol and Melissa McBride all the way. No uh, no contest. Yeah, agreed. All right, all right, all right. I like it. Moving on. Uh. Best actor in a movie drama. Wait, can I just say something before we move on? What's that? Can I just say something? Oh yeah, do your we... thing. Do your thing. What do you got? If you want to stop me, you're gonna have to fucking kill me. <laughs> <laughs> that was basically the whole last season. I tried. This is really by the by the, the recent season. <laughs> so she did the entire season. She just yelled and screamed. <laughs> 
Oh man, it's so uh. good. It's so good. Um All right, best actor in a movie, drama. Uh friend of the pod, Jason Mimosa, sweet girl. Christopher sweet Pratt. Girl. Sweet girl. <laughs> Christopher Pratt, Tomorrow War. Robert Pattinson, The Batman. Ryan Gosling, The Gray Man. Chris Evans, The Gray Man. What is J.O., this? this is best actor in a movie drama. Uh Oh, crap. I don't know if I... You didn't, you didn't send me this one. It, uh, it was an incomplete list, but we're going to do it on the fly. Crap. I was too busy scrambling in my brain. Can you repeat it? I can. Jason Mimosa, Sweet Girl. Chris Pratt, Tomorrow War. Robert Pattinson, The Batman. Ryan Gosling, The Gray Man. Chris Evans, The Gray Man. Uh, Which one was the bad guy in The Gray Man? Oh, Chris Evans. Yeah, that's who I'm going with. Me too. I oh, ba- oh, listen in Twitter. Twilight was great in Batman, but man, Chris Evans crushed it as a heel. Oh, so good! Ye- years of being Captain America, Mister Goody Two Shoes, and yeah, he was awesome in the Gray Man. It was so good. Yeah. Uh, didn't even have trouble believing that he was just like a shitbag. He just did it so well. Yeah. So even with fun. that stupid mustache. Oh, the mustache is what made it. Yeah, I agree. All right, all right, all right. Moving along, moving along. Uh, Best supporting character in a TV series. You ready? Yes. Arthur Shelby, Peaky Blinders. Baby Monk, The Last Kingdom. (laughs) Queen Aylesworth, Roll Tide in Real Life, The Last Kingdom. Oh, I hit me in the loins right there when you said Rip Wheeler, Yellowstone. Lalo Salamanca, oh, oh, oh. Better Call Saul. Why did that also hit me in the loins the same way that <laughs> that, that woman did? Luther and or Luthen Andor, Father Biaka, The Last Kingdom. Wow. Jordan, who is your best supporting character in a TV wow, series? Oh man, so by many. far the most star-packed category. Wow, so many good supporting characters. But the funny part is, is I don't even think this is close. As as many good ones as there is. Can you just say that woman's name again who played the queen? What was, what was that? Or actually, the actress? It's Queen Aylesworth. Oh, so good. Or um, Aylesworth, however you want to say it. Uh, It's Lalo Salamanca. It really is. He was just unbelievable. What was that actor's name again? Uh, Tony Dalton. Tony Dalton. Oh, my gosh. So good. Even, I mean, even just dying without saying any words, he was fantastic. Like, just that shit-eating grin of, oh, I almost had you, bro. Uh, yeah, he was Ailes great. With, played by... It's uh, like Elizabeth something. Uh, I, I, I almost went with Luthen, to be honest with you, from Andor. Maybe that's just recency biased because we just watched it. But, man, he was he was fantastic. The guy he from Good really Hunting. Good. Yeah, yeah, he was fantastic there. Um, oh, Eliza Butterworth. Whew. Isn't it? Oh, I thought it was Alyssa. Elizabeth. All right. Eliza. Eliza. Eliza Butterworth. All right. So my last category for shows that we reviewed on the pod this year, our favorites. Best TV series drama. You ready? All right. Peaky Blinders. The Last Kingdom. Better Call Saul. Ozark. Yellowstone. Stranger Things, Severance, 
Yellow Jackets. Jordan, best TV drama. Uh, there. I had two that I was debating, but you didn't name either of them. Am I allowed to propose them? Oh yeah, what do you got? Maybe I'll maybe I'll, I'll allow it. Some write-ins. We got some write-ins. Kenobi. <sighs> yeah. It, yeah. All right. What else? Rings I didn't put that in because it was only six episodes. Rings of Power. Oh, excellent. Fuck me. I, um, I'm out. I just I'm done. So get 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 someone. Get a new co-host from now on. How, <laughs> how the hell did I forget Rings of Power? Didn't I send you that category? And you didn't think you didn't think to say, hey Drew, uh, how about Rings of Power? Well, like, not gonna lie, it was kind of like last minute. I was doing my list, and the other thing I did again last minute doing my list. Um, I was going through all of our previous episodes from our one-year anniversary to our two-year anniversary, and I was like, oh, I was like, Rings of Power. Yeah, Man, so, I'm the um, worst. Um, I, I had, I'm going to, I'm going to say Kenobi, but Rings of Power is right there with it. Like, so if you're going to throw out Kenobi because of the. Because the six. Well, that's why I didn't have. I mean, you can pick whatever you want. It's our award show. You can you can give it to whoever you want. Uh, can I uh, uh, can I split it or am I not allowed? No, you can't split it. You got pick. You can you can you can have your top two, but you got to pick one. All right, those are my top two. Um. Uh, I will pick. Um. Let me let me weigh this one last time. I'm gonna build Weigh the it. drama. Weigh it, baby. I'm gonna say it real nice and quiet, real nice and slow, real nice, real nice and freaky like. Get the audience all nice and moist and ready, and then I will say Kenobi. Okay. Just the way they feathered in that that second fight, and to the point where, and again, it they they wanted to make sure that. Um, when Vader said this in the movie, I haven't felt this presence in a long time. That still needed to hold true, and everything they did in that series, it was so much that still held true to the movies. I I, I was just imp- I was despite that that middle battle they had had where Vader couldn't figure out how to make the force go through fire. <laughs> I get through fire. <laughs> despite that. Oh, there goes my phone. Um, despite that, I, I thought they just did so well with it, but ring of power again, like it started out. Okay. And it, it meandered for the first episode or two. And then like, slowly built episode after episode after episode after episode to the point where it was like, oh my God, this is so incredible. The way they are just just folding this into the lore of Lord of the Rings where it was unbelievable by the time they were done with it. That's um, fair. So it was so close for me, but I'll give this slight hat tip to Kenobi. Cool. What was yours? Um, my two choices. I can't. I. I, I was. I was, I was splitting hairs. Uh, Peaky Blinders, and uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah. I, I end up that. giving it. I end up giving it to Better Call Saul because I think it stuck the landing a little better than uh, Peaky Blinders. Uh, just the very end of Peaky Blinders didn't make any sense to me. Uh, Shelby. Well, ba- 
like Shelby him sparing that like that well yeah like Tommy or... basically telling the doctor that he's still alive and not killing him when uh, that doctor would immediately just call the fascist to then they would just figure out they would just send people to go kill him um when like not, not necessarily I mean, well the only the, like the best thing that you had going for you would have been the element element of surprise that they thought you were dead and you just announced to them you weren't uh it just didn't make sense to me uh, I, I I won't say it didn't make sense I I would have said there were better ways to take it yeah uh and to me better call Saul it wrapped up perfectly I mean the bar was so high for this as a spin-off given how great Breaking Bad was and it potentially exceeded Breaking Bad um and to go from the transition everybody was questioning how they were gonna transition from. Uh, you know, Jimmy McGill time time to, you know, um, Gene Takovic with some type of Breaking Bad timeline in the middle there. And I think they hit home runs on all of them. And even when people were questioning, well, what are you going to do now that you killed Lalo in, you know, like in, in, midway through the season? What do you do for the last four episodes, four or five episodes? They still crushed it. Uh, so yeah. to me, it was better. Better Call Saul from beginning to end this last season uh yeah. was just just home runs man all home runs i'm, I'm, I'm james name's mcgill james mcgill yep and then the, the double everything about it really good the guns at the end so yeah it better call saw for me um all right got some fun a couple funsies okay sure all right Best actor in a TV comedy. So these are some of our old favorites because there really is only one comedy out right now uh, that we've really watched. Right. So the uh, nominees, Johnny Lawrence, Cobra Kai, Sheldon Cooper, The Big Bang Theory, Charlie Harper, Two and a Half Men, Alan Harper, Two and a Half Men, Ehrlich Bachman, Silicon Valley. Jordan, who's your best actor in a TV comedy? Oh, man. Ehrlich Bachman, you almost got me there because that was just so good. And, like, it was shorter and the fire burned hotter. Yeah. But got to go with Charlie Harper. Oh, all right. I can put on any episode from any season at any time of day, and at some point I will get a audible – if not a full-on laugh out loud, an audible snicker, something. Sounds like Ghost Prom Night. Exactly. There, like, I will get some reaction from something Charlie does or says in any okay. episode. All right. Uh, I like Johnny Lawrence. Um, really? I did. You know why? Like, even over Ehrlich Bachman. <sighs> you know why? Because like, what Silicon Valley has so many good players that keep keep it funny that they all interact with like Johnny Lawrence is really the comedy of Cobra Kai. And like he had it, like his shtick is well, just being him, him in, um, uh, I guess LaRusso, but it's still his show. No, like, not it's still LaRusso. Um, oh gosh. Who's Miguel? the, who's, no, the who's the dork with the Mr. Paper, Dr. Pepper. Oh, uh, Dimitri. <laughs> Dimitri. Yeah. Yeah. But like Johnny's like the main character and his whole shtick is like this meathead that's trapped in the eighties. And it hasn't gotten stale like that. Like that's his like everything about him and his demeanor that like makes him funny. Like you think after five seasons, like that would start to get old. It hasn't like, and he just finds ways to build on it. Like even when he was childproofing his apartment, like a, like a meathead, 
that shit was still hilarious to me, man. Um, and like, if I'm ever like, if I'm ever like, you know, need need a pick me up, I just put on Cobra Cry and I just laugh my ass off, and it's mainly because of Johnny Lawrence. I think he skyrocketed to uh, to like you know other proportions, and I think he's I think he does I think he carries it more than the other guys. Yeah. Okay. As great as Bachman is, because I'm rewatching Silicon Valley now, and it is tremendous. Uh, it was true you just brought piss to a shit fight go back to your house and get me five Adderall oh man we may have a problem I fucked his wife what (laughs) the new wife or the old wife this morning or last night oh that's great stuff alright best random scene in a comedy ready okay the Jimmy brother scene in Superbad you're this guy. I know you. You're 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 Jimmy. You're Jimmy's brother. You're the singer. No, no, no. I'm not the singer. You lying? No, I don't. I don't want you to think. I don't want you to think you're misinformed. These eyes. My brother came here from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight, and you're not going to sing to him. Oh, crying down <laughs> for you. Uh, mom, where's the meatloaf? Wedding Crashers. Afternoon delight singing. Anchorman. Devin shaving Kirky's testicles. Ooh. She's out of my league. Hey, Kirky. Oh. Want Kirky, some help? you all right in there? It looks huge. Yeah. Uh, the bowling scene. House ball. She's out of my league. House ball. Mike Tyson cameo. The hangover. You know, he's still got it. Huh. Uncle Rico throwing the steak at Napoleon. Napoleon Dynamite. And, as we've already referenced on this show multiple times, Derek and his family singing in the car. She's got eyes like the bluest kind. And I can sing high like this. <laughs> Jordan, what is your best random scene? It was hard because I, I had to figure out what movies you've actually seen. So I R- assume you've seen them all off these. again real quick. All right. The Jimmy Brothers scene from Superbad. Mom, where's the meatloaf from Wedding Crashers? Afternoon Delight, Anchorman. Devin shaving Kirky's testicles. She's out of my league. House ball scene, bowling scene from She's Out of My League. The Mike Tyson cameo from The Hangover. Uncle Rico throwing the steak at Napoleon. Napoleon Dynamite. Derek singing. Derek and the family singing in the car. Step Brothers. Um, it came down to two for me. What are your the two? Singing, the singing in the car and the shaving the testicles. <laughs> Kirky. <laughs> Just so absurd. Kirky. Like he's an old timey barber. He blows off. Wipes him off with a towel. She should get yeah. you a hot towel. Uh, <laughs> uh, that being said, I'll go with um I'm Derek and I can sing high like this. And I can sing high. Yeah, I'll go with that one. Just because it's so quotable. Uh, for me, it came down to Derek family singing and uh, Afternoon Delight. Just because that's just also very so, quotable. Yeah, oh, these are all these are all fantastic, by the way. Um, and then the Uncle Rico I put in there, just because who who doesn't sit on their stoop and talk about if Coach would have put him in fourth quarter, they would have won, they would have won states and gone on to football over those mountains. Career. Everybody says that. <laughs> um, I Derek family singing in the car. 
it's absolutely. Oh man, look at us. Absolutely, I mean, it's just it's just so flat. You're so flat. Twelve hundred dollars a week on singing lessons, and this is what I get. Come on, I'm counting on you, buddy. Counting on you to bring it home. Now we have to step. Oh, it's just amazing. You don't actually even like is, is Step Brothers. You don't really like that movie. Yeah, I don't like it as much as others. It's 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 fun to quote, but like nah. to sit to actually sit through it for me, I'm like, yeah, it's the same joke for two hours. Like I get it. Yeah, I should have I should have I should have also put on here some honorable mentions would have been uh the uh the we call it the flashback uh, pimp montage from uh, the other guys. Huh. That would have been a uh, that would have been a good one. That'd be a good one. But anyway, all right. You ready for the final category to close out oh the Two Beers okay, Podcast yeah. Awards? The best per 36 character. Jin Yang, Silicon Valley. Stingray, Cobra Kai. Alfie Salamins, Peaky Blinders. Leonard's mom, The Big Bang Theory. Huh. Jonah Hill is the hotel worker, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Chaz Reinold, Wedding Crashers. The Lendo Global CEO, Yellowstone. The Eagles from The Lord of the Rings. J.O., the best per 36 character. I mean, the Eagles were clearly the most integral. Uh, That being said, I'm going to go with, uh, oh, crap, I forgot which one. Who was your first three or four? Jin Yang, Silicon Valley. Stingray, Cobra Kai, Alfie Solomon's Peaky Blinders. Oh yeah, Alf, Al, that was it. Alfie Solomon's going. You know Alfie Sol- he just barely made the cut for being in the show too much to be able to get the per thirty six award. What line would I have crossed? <laughs> uh, I went Chaz Reinhold, man. Uh, talk about quotable. Talk about just bringing the heat for the five minutes he's in the movie. Yeah. Mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> Never know what you're doing in there. I'm just living the dream. Oh man, Will Ferrell probably his best Girls cameo. At, at funerals are ex- just so horny. Oh, I gotta admit, I mean, I, I I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not judging you because I, I think you're an innovator, but it might be a little too dark for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man, that's so, that's so good, Chaz. That, that I still can remember the movie theater when he opened the door and it was Will Ferrell and just, just busting. So, all right. That is the Two Beers Podcast award award show. Man, good stuff. I liked it. That was fun. Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And so. then I think I think I think the last couple weeks of the year we'll watch some, an, a new uh, Christmas movie and then do twenty twenty two just wrap up stuff. Yeah, I got a couple cricket that. Yeah, you know, I think next week we'll do Will Ferrell, uh, Will Ferrell Carol. and Ryan Reynolds Christmas Carol. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And give our thoughts. Yeah. Me too. Me too. All right, buddy. As per usual, great episode. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talk about anything that makes you get loud